Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's north side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the south side hitmen, the good guys who wear black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azagir, by far. He was my favorite player. Well, all time, it's Paul Canerco. I love the hot dogs. I love the grilled onions. And I can't believe it's been 13 years. 13 painful, painful years. <laughs> because good guys wear black. Good guys talk back. All right, yeah. It's uh, Good Guys Talk Back, episode 7. This is Wednesday, January 23rd, 2000. 19. This is your Chicago White Sox podcast, fan-centric and blue-collar, Jeff Julian, uh, Nick Morawski, and we, for the first time, Mr. Julian, are live. We are live live on Facebook Live, and then we're recording, because we're still going to post this in all our Uh magical podcast land. If you haven't already done so, good guys talk back, you can Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Mm-hmm. We're still posting to SoundCloud. We're on Anchor.fm, Stitcher, just about anywhere that you can uh, subscribe to yeah. a podcast, yeah. you can find us. And please rate us, yeah, make yeah. comments, and hopefully yeah. uh, give us some comments tonight if you're if you're watching the Facebook Live. We're going to... Try and take some questions mm-hmm. from you mm-hmm. yeah. uh, live. So, yeah, absolutely. So that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff. Uh, very good stuff. Uh, always enjoyable to be talking uh, White Sox baseball in the dog days of winter. Yeah. Um, got some exciting things uh, t- to break down uh, this week. And we are going to go, we're going to go Manny free. Manny free. <laughs> we're going to try to go Manny free and Harper free. Well, it's easy because nothing has happened. And nothing has happened. Yeah. I mean, we could rant and rave and uh, talk about mystery teams and all these other uh, conspiracy theories, but we're just not. If you want, I can just edit previous podcasts yeah, together and don't, we can have well, the exact same conversation. Don't make more work for yourself. But yes, that's what we could do. We're, I, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of the Manny stuff. Nothing has happened. Um, boy, I'd love if there was an announcement during Saxfest this weekend, but that's that's ridiculous. What's interesting is you're here and not in St. Charles, as you threatened. If there hadn't been, you know, movement yeah. on the Manny, yeah. you were going to move to St. Charles all, or something all, along those lines. All booked. <laughs> okay, it's booked. all booked. Yeah, you know what? I underestimated uh, Pheasant Run. You got to do it. You've got to <laughs> okay. do it a few months early. All right. Uh, earlier uh, than I was. Pat Hester just jumped on. Yeah. Uh, said he loves the outfit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, excellent. So, yeah. Uh, maybe you should talk about yeah. why we have these outfits. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we got a lot of things to talk about, but the first thing we wanted to kind of break down is the 2019 uh, promo schedule the that promo got schedule. that got released uh, last week. Now, I, I think this is first wave. This is the first wave uh, schedule. It's kind of weird how they do things uh, in the marketing world. After you've already uh, bought your tickets and have committed the money that you and your family are going to spend for for parking and for for tickets and for concessions, then they start sneaking in these other promotional dates, Yeah, uh, which kind of drives you crazy. Is this a scam? Is this a scam? It's was it, you're a marketing guy, right? This is smart, right? It's like, smart, yeah. Right. Well, uh, that's what we call a scam. It's so, smart. Uh, spoiler alert: nothing on this 
promotional schedule right now has anything to do with Harold Baines officially. <laughs> Yet last year for Jim Tomey's uh, Hall of Fame induction, there was a bobblehead, there was a Jim Tomey day. So you know there's going to be a, a Harold Baines uh, commemorative day somehow, some way in August around the induction. So that's just that's not on the schedule, though, right now. Right. So, but what uh, we're wearing yeah. is these are all from, promotional items. This is your personal collection. Collect- <laughs> these are my personal <laughs> items. This is from your wardrobe trunk at home. Well, I don't uh, wear these things regularly, but yes, <laughs> this is from my trunk, if you want to call it. And you need to get uh, uh, something on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can take here. You know what? All right. Th- that's the that w- that was a giveaway last year. This is nice. That was a last year '83 yeah. Road okay. uh, jersey. I-, I am wearing. I'll uh, put this on right now. Please put that on. Uh, I am wearing the uh, Sox Hawaiian shirt from two years ago, and I've got the flat bill, uh, the flat top hat, the Sox hat. Uh, that was a Jameson product. Um, and last year, they, they gave away a Hawaiian, sh- a Hawaiian shirt hat. This was Hawaiian a Hawaiian shirt hat. hat. Yeah. That's beautiful. They didn't do a Hawaiian shirt last year. They did the hat. I've got the shirt from two years ago, uh, and you've got the 83 jersey that was a giveaway. Yeah. And, I'm feeling uh, good now. And I've also brought uh, I brought a soccer jersey here. This this is my for my personal. This is the soccer jersey that they gave away. <laughs> I could uh, put that on too if you want to do. You just want to put it on yeah. your neck, like Ozzy Gein used to wear that Gatorade. Have that Gatorade yeah. towel around. Or that his neck. Friends episode where Joey puts every item of clothing exactly. he has on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I could just put all exactly. of the socks promotional items uh, on. And this is this is only part of the collection. I had to leave some of this stuff at home, but. Uh, you know, we were going through the, the promo schedules. A lot of folks do. And, you know, yet your normal uh, magnetic schedules right, are being right. given away. I think they've got they've got uh, three nights, two nights for mag magnetic schedules, three nights for the wall calendar. Those are your staples. So I was going to ask, how is the wall calendar? Is it high quality? Are the photos good i mean is it something that it's very high quality and on the calendar uh jeff you obviously have never used one of these wall calendars so i (laughs) i mean i i usually only have the one that features cats well you know cats hanging from trees or well i'm gonna up your game this year i'm gonna up your game so on the calendar uh it's it works like a normal calendar you you go from left to right up and down rows and columns but on the dates uh, they also have like the opponent and the time and what station you can find the game. Okay. And I'm so it's like a year, regular calendar, but better. But better. <laughs> but better. But better. Yeah. It's a Sox calendar. All right. Um, you, everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. It goes to like it goes to eleven in Spinal Tap. Uh, well, 12. 12. 12, 12 uh, months. And they Maybe even 13. on these calendars they have the promotional items on the calendar. Very nice. So, so you know when to go bonus. and where to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can start marking it on, on the calendar. So you got your, your magnetic schedule. You got your calendar. You've got your hot dog Wednesdays are back, which we love those. Yeah, we went to a uh, dollar hot dog Wednesday game last yeah. year and yeah. never made it to your seats. I vividly recall Correct. that Correct. being one of the only times I've been to a baseball game yeah. and never actually sat in the seats. Yeah. We, we were scrounging for dollar dogs. We walked the concourse. We met Pat Hester yeah, he was there. somewhere, yeah. and then yeah. we ended the night in the in the craft cave. Right, and we never we never sat in the seats. The lines are long. The line because these yeah. aren't these are the real deal. Uh, dollar hot dogs, and 
So, a lot of people making the mistake too when they first get up there, they're or they're either they're making the mistake or they're being purposely um, unknowing and trying to get the other hot dog with right? the grilled you onions yes. and everything. Yeah, yes. no, this is a basic hot dog, but simple y- hot. You'll dog. be able to fix it up how you want. You're just not going to do. You're not going to do the the grilled onions and everything yeah. on it. Um, you got to bring your grilled onions from home, right? Which I do. You know, you line your pockets <laughs> with like plastic, just like a plastic bag, and uh, they'll keep. Uh, they'll keep. This so, is totally off. Can I can I go off tangent for a minute? If you because whenever want. you talk about smuggling things in, I think of your Bears game story with the where you put your hand you put your well, hands yeah. up in the. <laughs> this was years ago before they really patted you down and kind of gave you a, a cavity search and. Uh, I was uh, wanted to get a couple more beverages yeah. uh, into the game. Yeah. I, I wasn't done with my tailgate. However, I wanted to go into the game. It was a cold, uh, cold Bears game. And uh, I slipped uh, a beverage in each and then large winter gloves. <laughs> and I was holding on to my winter gloves. And I think I got a gentle just pat. But I put my, my gloves above my head <laughs> as they patted me. And uh, I was allowed in, and I had a couple beverages. Brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. No, that, you can't. But that's brilliant. For more than one reason, uh, <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, you know what? And it was just more of just, I just wanted a challenge. It was just the creative. Yes. Um, yeah. It was the creative element uh, to it. You know, and if I would have got pinched there on the line, it is what it is. I, I tried, though. Yeah. Instead of that's just leaving those beverages in the car or on the ground and saying no, yeah. I, I had two large winter gloves, and it just made sense. Um, All right, back to the promos. Yeah. Uh, so you got your Hot Dog Wednesday. You've got your T-shirt Thursdays again uh, this year, and there are several of those, and they have some of the, the designs already online, and there's some really nice, really nice uh, designs. And those are, you know, smattering of evening games uh, and day games. There's a Burley Perfect Game uh, T-shirt in May. Nice. Uh, first 10,000 fans. Very nice. Um, I've gotten a handful of those. Those are just really nice shirts. And, the, and, they're, and they're good quality shirts. You know, there's not those starchy, yeah, yeah. like sandpapery yeah. uh, type shirts. Uh, they're, they're really nice. And then the other staple are your fireworks. So Fridays and Saturday nights uh, throughout the summer, they've got firework nights. Uh, those are your big three that are coming back, as, uh, along with your magnetic schedule and your wall calendar. I've got some personal favorites, though. Um, okay. And I know you Let do, me hear too. You. Let me hear um, I, I, lo- I love the bobbleheads. Those, those have not worn their welcome out yet for me. Okay. Uh, you've got an Abreu bobblehead. Uh, and it's, he's got the player jersey, and it, it commemorates the Silver Slugger Award. Um, and that's in, uh, that's in April. That's a Saturday game. And that's the first uh, 20,000. So you get an Abreu bobblehead, 6 o'clock game. Looks yeah, nice. It looks real nice. Yeah, you've got it pulled up on the website. Yeah. Um, first 20,000 fans. That's one yeah. of those that is going to go fast. Well, There's game no... starts at 6. Gates open, you know, like 334. Yeah. Uh, I'm in line at two. <laughs> of course so you, are. you just have to manage your day. You just have to manage its priorities. Come on, Jeff. Um, and then in May, in May, it's the first Carlos Rodon bobblehead. Very nice. Uh, in May, uh, you're gonna. That's May 18th. Uh, I think it's the first 20, first 20,000. So uh, it's another Saturday game. Adjust your schedule. Plan ahead. How do you get those feel tickets. about the R2-D2 bobblehead? You know, I saw those in, uh, the, you know, this is 
I'm going to get some flack, but I think everybody's doing the Star Wars nights now. Everybody's doing the Marvel nights. There's like a Spider-Man or an right. Iron Man, and, right? Uh, which is fun for the fans, but it's not uh, it's not something that I'm really uh, too excited about. Okay. Um, okay. What about um, uh, Southpaw's birthday? That's on uh, June second. Are you uh, that that one's plan- <laughs> that one's more for the kids? You, plan- I, I, you know what? I might. I don't know. I might. I might take some nieces and nephews. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys are tight. You, hey, probably you'll see them at Sox Fest and everybody loves a good birthday. Yeah, um, yeah, and I just love that they celebrate the mascot's birthday. I feel um, like we should send a card at the very least. At the very least, um, but yeah, they, every year they have it. Sometimes they even give away a Southpaw uh, a bobblehead. Um, the big, the big, the big ticket item for me, okay. um, big ticket here is we go. the Hawaiian shirt. Oh, here it is. You yeah. got it pulled up. This is yeah. the, I'm wearing the Hawaiian shirt from, from two years ago. And there was another, there was a black and white and gray Hawaiian shirt from three years ago. They skipped the Hawaiian shirt last year. They went with a hat and now they're coming back. And this Hawaiian shirt is, is real nice. This is nice. Is This is Saturday, June 15th yeah. against the New York Yankees. You get yeah. one hell of a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> I mean, there's a piece, there's pieces of pizza on here. Yeah. Well, there's, it's beggars. It's from beggars yeah, pizza. There, yeah. Very, very good. There's fireworks. There's about, you know, 20 different socks logos on well, here. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's really nice. The problem uh, that you're going to run into is the size issue. Uh, it, it is a it's a medium or an extra large, and the extra large really runs about a three X, and the medium runs more of like right. a, kind of like a small. So uh, you really have to, f- to think about it, and they don't shrink. Um, so I recommend you know getting there early, getting in line, and just sweet talking the people so they can show you the size of it before they give it to you, so you can make an exchange. There's a lot of thought that goes into this. Um, but I, w- I will be definitely there for the Hawaiian shirt. Uh, uh, my, my brother jumps in for pocket schedules, and I still hold a pocket schedule in my wallet during the season. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why you're... Along uh, with, like, a, a picture of your girlfriend from, uh, you know, 11th grade? Or? Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's nothing those, wrong with a pocket schedule. Do you have one of those photo things inside no, of your you're, wallet? Now you're being, now you're being ridiculous. Okay. Um, Pocket schedules, you know, you'll find those at all your uh, finer grocers and sure, uh, liquor sure, stores. Sure. They don't give those out, yeah. the pocket yeah. schedules. Uh, it's it's the wall calendar. It's the magnetic uh, it's schedule. Maybe because there's something called the internet and phones, and you can just look up on your White Sox app. You know, and, and you're, 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 that's but the you're, truth. But you're analog. You're an analog I man. am, but, but that's the truth because there's some teams that have announced recently that there's no more paper tickets. It's everything has to be oh, on your phone. See, I like paper tickets. I love paper tickets. Well, what am I? I'm just dogging you about exactly. analog. I, I like paper tickets. All right. That's what I, I take I, it back. Yeah. I take it back. All right. Witness. Um, <laughs> so the, the other event, uh, and it's not, yeah. a, it's not a giveaway, but it's just an, 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 a well-attended event, okay. is Elvis Night. Elvis Night, yeah. yeah. El- Elvis Night is, uh, I hold that near and dear to my heart. I, I have dressed as Elvis. Um uh, that to a few I believe. of these games. That I believe. Uh, people get into it. I mean, the spirit is high. Uh, music in between innings. They they have Elvis impersonators uh, in front of the stadium. Uh, I love that they they had. This is probably we're talking a little over ten years now that this has been going on. Wow. I, I might even say close to fifteen years that this Elvis night's been happening. They used to have uh, flying El- Elvi. Uh, <laughs> 
drop uh, onto the field. Uh, this is a, this is a real deal. Now there are some stadiums uh, around Major League Baseball, and I would like the Sox to get in on this. They give an Elvis bobblehead away. Uh, that's on, a good idea. An Elvis night. I think there there might be some kind of, you know, you, you've got to get uh, rights to his estate. Um, but somehow some of these, I, I remember when I was at uh, Cincinnati Reds ballpark, they had on their a large calendar in their concourse uh, that they were giving away an Elvis bobblehead on okay. Elvis night. Okay. I, I thought that was a nice idea. Yeah. I uh, would love the Sox to do something like that. Uh, do you have uh, any favorites uh, from that? You know, I mean, I was eyeing up You've that. You've got so many, you probably don't even know which I, I, one to choose. <laughs> I was eyeing up that Abreu bobblehead sure. for sure. Yeah. That's, I mean... Of course, the hot dog night, rock and roll night. That sounds that sounds fun. They, they introduced that a couple of years ago, yeah. And uh, you know, clearly, I've got to get one of these calendars because you've you've talked it up so much. I'd I'd really like to. It, it's have got one everything. On we it's could, got everything. Just one. I have them in you know in multiple <laughs> rooms. Um, we could write down the podcast recording schedule on, it, on one of those. Now, see that that now you're <laughs> thinking. You know, we're putting the calendar to, to work here, and and you folks uh, listen, we, you find folks listening at home. You can mark uh, upcoming podcasts as well. Uh, maybe a reminder for yourself. Mark how many days uh, we've waited for the Manny announcement uh, yeah. on that. A Manny, a Manny ca- calendar. <laughs> a Manny calendar. They might give that away as a joke uh, for Saxfest this weekend. Um, the other two things we didn't talk about uh, that I had my list were the home was a home opener giveaway, which is kind of nice. It's a long sleeve tee. Yeah, yeah, I, I did see that. That and there's also a hoodie. There's yeah, a, there, yeah. There's a hoodie giveaway. That's that Saturday. So two days later, okay. uh, they're giving away a hoodie, and so you they gotta, gotta give, give away a hoodie because well, it's freezing. You got to give them credit, okay? It's not a tank or or a T-shirt. <laughs> right. They're understanding that these April home games are brutal. We're going right. to talk more about this, uh, you know, this upcoming schedule. The yeah, Sox, need- man, they're April, March and April, brutal. But they're they're tailoring it to what the weather's going to be like. Now, I don't recommend just wearing a long sleeve tee to the game. No, you need uh, a White Sox parka. For right. for a March or April uh, baseball game, oh, I'm telling you, man, winter hat, uh, glove, scarf. But uh, hey, a long sleeve tee is nice, and the, and the and the hoodie is a nice get. It's too. got yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so I mean, those were my highlights. Um, well, let's talk about this schedule. Yeah, and yeah, let me pull the, it up here. And and what what's now become yeah. um, March games. Right. Well, late late March. The Sox. The Sox start uh, opening day is March twenty eighth, mm-hmm. and the Sox start in Kansas City. Okay. I mean, you know, that's a Midwest city. It's going to be brutally cold. I, I don't know what the average temp in late March is in Kansas City, but it can't be better than Chicago. No. Um, no. So the Sox start for three games in Kansas City. Extremely cold. Uh, they come home. Home opener is April fourth, and they've got. Uh, you know, a series at home. Then they go on the road. All right. And then they wrap up April. Okay. So March and April, 29 games, 14 home, 15 road, 29 games. All of these games are in cold weather climates. Yeah. All right. You've got Kansas city. You've got Cleveland. You've got New York. You've got Detroit. You've got Baltimore. Yeah. Zero warm weather cities typically warm weather cities and zero domes on the road yeah that's a brutal april schedule not to mention the home games you're going to play the 14 home games that are going to be cold 
it's not I mean, just brutal on the players. It's just it's it's brutal on the fans. It's and not to mention now you've got these crazy weather. Um, uh, I, I was going to say rainouts, but it's not just rain. It's snow. It's extreme cold. Yeah. How many games are canceled in, in the first two weeks? First two three weeks of last season. Well, yeah. Due to weather, what they do is they 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 stagger the schedule too. So they'll they'll play a game like like this year, and it's had been happening for a while. Uh, the Sox have their home opener on Thursday, April 4th. It's a day game. Well, the next day they have off. It's an off It's an off day. In case there's a rain out or a snow out, it's going to get pushed. Uh, there's a built-in makeup day, and that is sprinkled throughout April. You will see these, these gaps in the schedule that you're not going to see in any other month because, of course, they are predicting uh, weather. Now, last year for the home opener, folks, if you were there, you know what I'm talking about extremely cold and it snowed for two and a half three innings right right the year before it got rained out and we're talking not like a warm spring rain but like 50 free like freezing rain nasty conditions um it's just not conducive to the game you know it's not it's not conducive to the fans watching it and it's certainly not it just i don't think of baseball in parkas you know, or, or or snow, or just freezing cold. Uh, it's 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 brutal, well, especially after you go through spring training in Arizona, yeah, right? For for a month plus, and then some of these these guys, you know, especially that aren't used to playing in cold weather, they played their college ball uh, or their international ball in warm climates, and they and they're playing in Chicago for the first time. I remember a Bray. I mean, a Bray who struggles at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, every year. But that first year in 2014, he struggled. Cold weather you're yeah. dealing with. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got and, – and, and it's a lose-lose. Because if you play your night games in April, it's going to be even more frigid. So you play you, – you, you've got your day games. Yeah. The Sox have a bunch of day games uh, in April. They've got five weekday home games – in April, that are that are day games. Yeah. They're one o'clock starts. Yeah. Okay. Now, now my question is, who's go, who goes to these games? Right. You know, right. there are people that can work their schedule and they can go to these games. Uh, we're not even talking. This isn't the traditional spring break either. Yeah. You know, if you look at CPS or you look at other school systems in the burbs, this is not when the spring break is where they have yeah. their day yeah. games. Yeah. So who is going to these games? I mean, what's the solution? Maybe no April baseball. Yeah, I know that's, that's sacrilegious. I, hey, I love baseball just about as anybody else, and I want to watch baseball. I'm excited for it. But if if you want p- people to come to the stadium and watch games live, okay, that's the experience. Uh, no one's coming. Well, that's what Pat was asking, who's watching us on Facebook yeah. Live, and and thanks for for those of you who've joined us tonight for our first little experiment yeah. here as we record the podcast live mm-hmm. on Facebook. Pat's saying, you know, what what will we do to shorten the schedule? I, I think that's what you're, what, you know, what one of the things we would say is, do you need to play some of those games? Could could you? What would the season look like? What what? It would look if you like went, if, if you went from 162 back to 154 or something like that. And of course, there's always a 
a revenue issue yeah. For, yeah. for for the owners, right? So right. if you lose a couple, because I don't think you can take games you can't just from cancel. the beginning of the year and move them to the end because you're running into the same problem right now in the in the playoffs. I'm not saying extend it like past September uh, or backload. I'm saying you might want to cut April down. Maybe even start the season April 15th and you sprinkle in some doubleheader games. Doubleheaders are an option. You know, in June and July... Although I feel like the new contract has something in there I'm where sure, there's I'm some sure. there, there, there's some mandatory days off that have to be in there and probably a limit on double headers. I don't know that for sure, but yeah. I, I I don't disagree with you. Double headers would certainly be a way that you could you could solve some of this issue. But if you trim games out of the season, eight games, ten games, five games, you know what's happening. The price is going up because the owners are not giving away any of that revenue. No, I, I, I They're not giving away eight games worth of revenue. I understand that, but you know, and I like we have talked uh, before we we jumped on air live. Uh, you know, there's this argument of well, how come the Sox don't start in Oakland or L.A. or in a dome to begin the season? Well, if those warmer climate cities like L.A., Oakland, Tampa, Texas, if they front load their schedule with home games to accommodate all these med- Midwestern teams. Well, when it becomes the middle of the season and their local you know, kids are out of school and they're trying to draw a crowd, well, they're on the road. Well, it, and, it, and it's not even that. It's keeping the competitive balance, too, because if you're, if you're one of those warm-weather teams that hosts all these home games at the beginning of the year and then you're stuck out on the road for yeah. – you know, a 15 game stretch at a time, or you don't have any home games, you know, towards the end of the season. Cause you had, you were front loaded mm-hmm. at the beginning. There's something to be said about that too, in terms of, yeah. of I don't know, competitive so, balance, you know, but well, we're not going to solve the problem here. And, and I don't know who is, but I just wanted to bring up a couple points before we jump down to, to the hall of fame okay. uh, yeah. uh, chatter. Yeah. Now, does it matter? What does it matter? Are the Sox at a disadvantage playing in April? And, and I looked at a couple years, okay? I, I went back to the media guys, okay. uh, Julian, and I looked at I looked at the 2000 Sox. They won the division. I looked at the 2005 Sox, won the division, won the World Series. And right. I looked at the 2008 Sox uh, that won the division, okay? You want to know what their records were in April, all right? Their record in 2000 was 17 and eight in April. They were nine and three at home. Wow. Okay. Okay. They were nine and three in cold weather baseball. Yeah. Now the 2008 team kind of snuck in at the end, late push game, 163 blackout. They were 14 and 13 in April, seven and seven at home. Okay. Okay. They broke even. Okay. Now the 2005 Sox. All right. World series champs, 17 and seven in April, seven and three at home. So what I'm basically saying is if you're good, you're going to win yeah, no matter right. if it's cold or right. if it's warm. Okay. Those teams were, were killer teams, yeah. especially Oh five. They, they were out of the gate. Uh, they were in first place 2000, man, that was a good team too. Frank Thomas robbed of an MVP, by the juicer, Jason Giambi. So if you are a good team, <laughs> if you are a good team, you will, you know, you'll take care of business, whether it's cold or not. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's really about competition or whether the, I, I think the team, as you said, it, they're going to be good, whether it's, it's warm or cold. I think it's about the fans and I sure. think it's about, uh, I, I think it's about getting people to come watch your game. And there's always the conversation about, you know, 
will are, are young people watching the game? Is the game too slow? Is the game too long? You you know you you turn on some of those playoff baseball games that start yeah. at seven right um, sure eight o'clock sure. Eastern and uh-huh. they're not getting over until you know two in the yeah. morning one or two in the morning on the West Coast. You know who's who's staying up and watching that? Right, uh, right, so right. I, I I think I think it's a, definitely a. Um, a comfort for your fans and and also just the, the product itself. Uh, yeah. But well, then 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 what does it matter? What is what is attendance really matter? You know, and this is a, a, a macro. This is a larger issue. When you have the ability to stream games on your NBC Sports app, when you can be on MLB Extra Innings uh, and, and be able to stream games on the app. And you can watch every game in this new TV package you've been able to watch for a long time or listen to the radio and, and, and not sit in cold weather games. Wouldn't you be more excited just that there's viewership? Uh, well, yeah, you're but not, I think pay, you're you're not still, getting money for parking and well, concessions and everything. Yeah, you care about viewership until you pan the uh, uh, until you do the wide shot of the of, of I, the stadium. I, I, I get and There's it. nobody there, which. Yeah. Is is in, in some stadiums is happening whether it's seventy two. You know what's going to happen? Or, or twenty. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Like they do at the Oscars, and they've got seat fillers. <laughs> They're going to start paying people just to fill seats. You well, know? it'd be cheaper than paying for season tickets no. if you if you got the seat seat filler package. All right, I, I just had to get. I, I just. No, I think you it's know, good. A, we we talk a lot about April baseball, especially in the Midwest, and we're not the only city dealing with T- it. Totally right, uh, and that's part of the problem too. Is at some point you don't have an, enough warm weather cities to start games in across yeah. the country. Right? Um, all right. Well, uh, let's go on to the hall of fame. You, 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 uh, you're doing some really, some great, uh, recon on this. Well, uh, yeah, you know. we've had this hall of fame. We have convers- I mean, we, we had have. a big hall of fame conversation. I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about, uh, Harold Baines and, you know, and, and what that meant for as a DH, for, as a DH and, you know whether it was the the right move or not, and then now today you've got uh, the the announcement of uh, Mike Messina, Roy Halladay, um, Rivera, yeah, Mariano Rivera, and Edgar Martinez yeah, going yeah. into in, into the Hall of Fame. And we've talked before, like who's the next White Sox player that's probably going in? And, and mm-hmm. we've talked about uh, Canerco is is sure. in that conversation, but. What what I was interested in today with Messina and Halliday going in is how do their numbers compare, uh, or, or how do Mark Burley's numbers mm, yeah. compare to theirs? So and he's and he's eligible in twenty twenty. He's eligible so in twenty twenty one. Two years he'll be eligible. Okay, so um, do you want to hear uh, Messina and Halliday stats first, and then we'll look uh, listen, at Burley's? I, I'm telling you, I crunched Messina against Burley, and I I put Messina ahead of Burley like no contest for sure. But I mean, but, yeah. uh, but, but just, I want to hear Halliday. Let's start with okay. Halliday. Yeah, yeah that was intriguing to me because Messina's got more wins. He's got like fifty six more wins, uh, twenty points less on the ERA. He's got almost 60 more starts yeah um almost a thousand more strikeouts and um he's got the seven seven gold gloves five-time all-star mm-hmm. no world series no no hitters right okay right 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 so looking at halliday uh he's got 203 wins yeah he's got a 338 era um he pitched 2700 innings uh, uh, almost 2,100, no, over 2,100 strikeouts, mm-hmm. two-time Cy Young, yeah. eight-time All-Star. Yeah. He had a perfect game and a no-hitter. Those happen in the same season. 
Okay. And one happened in the playoffs in the postseason. If, if you right. put a little extra, right. you know, on that. So, so you compare that to Burley. Okay. Now, okay, now go I couldn't find his gold gloves. I couldn't um, find how many gold gloves. Halliday's were, yeah. gold gloves. That's a good question. That could be a goose egg. I don't know that I saw those. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll. Because Burley's I'll sitting at that. four. Yeah. So Burley's I just, got, you know, I, Burley's got four yeah. gold gloves. He's got the 05 World Series, yeah. obviously. A yeah. no hitter, a perfect game. He's got 214 wins. That's more than more Halliday. More than Halliday. He's got a 381 career ERA, yeah, uh, which is yeah, 50 it's, points it's, higher it's, than, it's higher. than or, or .50 higher yeah. than Halliday. Um, he pitched uh, more innings. Um, he's got a, he's got about 300 less strikeouts than than yeah. than, than Halliday. Their WAR number is is very close. Halliday is a 64 WAR, and let's keep it blue uh, collar. <laughs> let's keep it blue collar here. We're getting a little. We're just getting a little, a little in the weeds here. Look, I, I think with Halliday, the biggest is the Cy Young. Two Cy Youngs. I mean, and and he's got one in each league. He's got an American League Cy right. Young and a National League Cy Young, and and it's difficult. And, and a two-time MLB you know game winner. Yeah. So. Numbers are, you know, you could kind of put Burley in that in that conversation, but you know, Burley was never really in, in Cy Young conversations, as far as I remember. Well, what's interesting about Burley, if you just if if you if you say Messina here, Halliday here, or you know, what, whatever you want to say there, yeah. you could slot Burley somewhere right in the middle, right? I, I'm so, saying he's up for the conversation. Yeah. I would not dismiss it. Uh, I think he needs to take a long look. The man went to the bump over and over and over and over. And, you know, seasons that he pitched 200-plus innings, there was a streak there that was really impressive. Yeah, so I I, I just think, to me, I was very encouraged by, by that sure. because he wasn't that far off of Mucina. Yeah. And and in 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 certain numbers other than the the Cy Young's obviously, um I thought he was right there with Halliday yeah. and certainly you know he's got he's got the World Series. Now, Mucina, I just I'm looking at Mucina's numbers and he just I I don't quite think I don't know. I the numbers, you know, if you're looking at like wins, if you're looking at ERA, if you're looking at uh strikeouts and innings, it's really tough to to put Burley in that category. Mucinum's got him beat, but then Burley throws in the you know the World Series, the perfect game, and, and the no hitter. Uh, yeah, he's got four gold gloves. Mucinum's got seven gold gloves. That's impressive, but I, I feel like those those zeros in the no hitter and the perfect game in the World Series uh, are those a big deal? I mean, does Mucinum have any Cy Youngs? I no, no, you know, no, no Cy Youngs for Musina, no World Series, no, no hitters. I, I, I think what you have is maybe you say on a day to day basis, Musina is a better pitcher. How much better? I don't know. Okay, maybe it's only a fraction. But what you have with Burley is you have a workhorse, good to great pitcher yeah. who has in his favor some amazing moments whether they're what he did during the world series right, right. the the perfect game yeah. the no hitter um, he filled his position like nobody's yes, ever seen yeah. on the south side i think he had grit 
You know, he was he was a he was a makeup. It's why he's got his number retired by the socks. Yeah. He was he was a sock. I know, think he's good uh, enough. I think he's in there. I I, 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 I think I, he makes it. I think it's worth the conversation. Is Musina in because he played in New York? Yeah, but you he know didn't that's play, a factor for sure. But he didn't play all of his career right in, he in played, New York. He played in Baltimore, and um, I'm not sure that all of his great numbers uh, happened in in in, in New right. York. Right. Look, I congratulations know. to the to the class. I mean, Musina was a guy I never wanted to face uh, when I saw him going up against uh, my socks. I, I was I was not happy, nor was I happy when Roy Holiday. Uh, was on the mound and uh, Mo Rivera. What do you say about a guy that you know? Game was over. It, when, it really was. When he got um, the ball, the game was over. I, the every the time. only like, and it's not even that great of a story, but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, in 2006, I went to New York to see the Sox play the Yankees at, at Old Yankee Stadium, and we sat in the right field uh, bleachers, which is a was a big mistake because that's like just <laughs> you know Yan- Yankee fanboy, just a lot of bros. And this is the section where they yell out every player's last name uh, before in the first inning and waiting for that player to respond. Okay. Okay. So, Sox are, are losing by a couple runs, and uh, of course, here comes you know Enter Sandman. Yeah. And the place that section you want to talk about a section that gets all kinds of excited for somebody. Yeah. I mean, they were off their rocker for this guy, and uh, it was just nauseating. But he's lights out, <laughs> he was lights and, out. and they loved him, and uh, it's a pretty pr- impressive career. I yeah. mean, plus when you throw in the postseason stuff, so I, of course, hundred percent unanimous. Uh, you know. I, I'm not even going to go down that. Now the Martinez thing. That's the big that's hit. The hit me with this. this okay, because is... we talked about Baines. Oh, right? absolutely. You know? And there was even talk in in Chicago where you wouldn't expect it that you know is is this the right move? Does he belong? So yeah. in you know one could theorize that Baines getting in opened the door because for... this was Martinez's final year. Right. This right. is his last year of eligibility. Okay, so here's here's what I think is interesting when you look at the numbers, okay? It, it, Baines played longer. He played from 80 to 01, and Martinez played from 87 to 04, okay? Yeah. So not that much Three longer, years difference, but, something yeah, like but, that? But, yeah, but longer. So... Um, uh, Look at the average. Okay, the average yeah. is the thing that kind of sparked really. Two eighty nine for Baines, yeah. three twelve for Martinez, uh, Baines which is has, impressive. Yeah. I mean, over three hundred for, sure. for sure. Come on, Baines has more homers, yeah. three eighty four to three oh nine. He has more RBIs. Um, he has more hits. Again, now is that a function of playing more more games and playing a little bit longer? Their runs are about the same. 12.99 for Baines, 12.19 for, for Martinez. Here's an interesting number. Yeah. Martinez at bats, 7,213. Uh, Baines, 9,908. Hmm. So almost 2,000. Well, actually, yeah, more than uh, uh, about 2,000 uh, at bats. And and Martinez played, you know, I, I, I had to dig through this. Um, he played, you know, a lion's share of his games at DH. I mean, he was a third baseman, sometimes first baseman, uh, but he played 1,400 of his roughly 2,000 games as DH. Okay, so, you know, and everybody is uh, gushing over Edgar Martinez. Congratulations to him. I know folks in Seattle, he played his entire career in Seattle. Good on him. And, uh, you know, he's going to be 
giving tributes up and down this season in Seattle. But I'm saying that, okay, then what's the beef with Baines? No, I don't think there is. Uh, I, I, I think looking at this, I, I, I think you, you, to me, I feel m- much more comfortable about, about the Baines selection or, or, yeah. or backing oh, yeah. that. Yeah, but, absolutely. But here's, here's where Martinez does, you know, kind of stand ab- above Baines and that's, you know, they, they both went to the all-star game, uh, Baines six times, Martinez seven times, Baines one time silver slugger, Martinez five times sil- yeah, sil- yeah, silver yeah, slugger. Yeah. And he had the two batting titles, Yeah, which is Im- impressive yeah. as well. You know, they showed some numbers on, uh, I think it was sports center yesterday. Uh, of Martinez's numbers against Halliday, against uh, Rivera and against Mucina and they were ridiculous numbers. Yeah. I mean, he and he hit against the he hit against the best. I'm not doubting Martinez. Okay? If you're a DH and DH is a part of baseball like we said probably right. in one of the first podcasts, yeah. then that needs to be honored in the Hall of Fame. For sure. So, uh, For sure. interesting stuff. Uh Cranerco is eligible 2020. We're not you know what we're not going to get into that, but it's exciting stuff. Yeah. And, and Burley in two years, 20, uh, 21. Um, you know, there, there, there was a, a rumor that we haven't talked about yet. And that was the Jock Peterson yeah, rumor. Yeah. What, what, what do you think about that? Is Look, that, um, what, what, what does that mean? Is that, is that a little bit of, uh, red meat because the, the Manny thing is taking so long. Is that what, what, what does that do for the team? You know, uh, to me, I look at it as it's more questions than answers. Um, why? You know, we've, we're, we're collecting a lot of outfielders here. You know, you've got Angle and Polka from last year. We've got John Jay. You're going to bring up uh, Eloy Jimenez uh, in April, who's going to play left field. Peterson is a left fielder. Okay, yeah. so you're going to you're going to then move him to maybe center and platoon with with Ingle, with Jay. Jay's going to maybe play right. Uh, what's going to happen with Polka? Now, Peterson's another lefty bat. So you got Polka lefty, Peterson lefty, John Jay lefty. Yeah, the guy that's going to get pinched out of this is Polka. I yeah. mean, the, 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 it, yeah. especially with Alonzo uh, playing DH at first. Well, uh, and then your other issue, too, is if Manny comes and you do have to, and he says, I'm playing shortstop, and you've got to move <laughs> yeah. Anderson, then Listen. Anderson is heading out to... To, to the outfield. You don't and, say that to Tim Anderson. You just don't say move. And, all right. And, and Pat, who's been our top, yeah. top commenter of the, <laughs> of the Facebook live, Pat, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to send you an, uh, yeah. an undetermined prize. No, we're going to uh, get those t-shirts. Well, we will uh, yeah, get the t-shirts. t-shirts are That's coming right. out That's soon. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you we for, just need the size. for being patient. Uh, we're, we're working on those and we'll, we'll make a post on our yeah. Facebook page when yeah. we get that figured out. But Pat says, according to, according to you, right. Tim Anderson will be the next to go into the hall of fame for the white Sox. Well, he might, you know, he might get a statue, uh, before he goes in the hall of fame but look i love the guy he came out with some comments today uh and he said i, I want to play shortstop i'm working towards playing shortstop every single day i do not want to move but then he said look uh, i want what's best for the team obviously he was being pressed on on the machado nonsense yeah i mean if you then get machado and here we go i we said we're not going to talk about it yeah. uh you know <laughs> How can you not? and then you're going to say to anderson well we might want you to go to center well, how, we got center fielders now. We've got outfielders. That yeah. makes it a little more hard. Yeah. So then Anderson's going to have to go to third potentially. 
which then squashes my Mankata the third that, you know, so. Oh, we finally got back. To yeah, it. yeah, exactly. So um, how know, many days until opening day? That's uh, what I wanted. To I got it, man. I was doing some recon, uh, an alarming, a low amount of days. 64. 64 until op- days. 64. Holy cow. How many days? Ask me, uh, ask me how many days until pitchers and catchers report. How many days until pitchers? I, I'm glad you asked, report. Mr. Julian. 21 days. 21 days. So uh, baseball is knocking on the door. And, you know, we're going to start saying our goodbyes, I think. Uh, but keep in mind, with baseball knocking on the door, that means Sox Fest is around the corner, which it is this weekend. Sold out. Okay, and you're going. I'm going on Saturday. You're going. I will be there. You've committed to yep. maybe trying to capture some audio while you're there, even if it's, uh, <laughs> right. you know. You just, right, you, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> surreptitiously. Yes, I'm the man on the scene. It's going to be like seven degrees on, uh, on Saturday, so uh, I'm going to. You know, have to warm myself up before I head out the door, but I will have that motivation in mind as Excellent. I head down uh, town. All right, so uh, Nick is going to rep Good Guys yeah. Talk Back out at the Sox Fest. Yeah. He'll probably yeah. be wearing his T-shirt yeah, amongst well, you know, all of his Sox gear, so make sure right. you say hi to him. There's a, uh, I don't want to get off a tangent here, but there's a great Office episode where Michael Scott goes to this uh, paper convention, <laughs> and he wears all of the swag that he gets, so... As the episode goes on, he has now got a shirt on and a fanny pack and a hat. And uh, that's kind of like me at, at Sox Fest or, you know. That's all any, uh, we right. can ask right, for. Right, Fa- right, fashionably, right. So, uh, uh, you're, you're a fashionable man. Uh, I, I, thank yeah. you to everybody who joined us yeah. on the Facebook Live yep. tonight. Yep. Uh, yep. Of course, if you didn't join us, uh, that's okay. We're going to do more of these in the future. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this podcast the audio from this will be where it always is yeah. on our soundcloud page on apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher anchor.fm mm-hmm. you can subscribe at any of those places we're yeah. doing this once a week and yeah. usually posting on uh thursday yeah the day after we yeah. record we try to post and uh uh, we really appreciate you know all the listeners and all the followers, and uh, we know that you get your socks entertainment in all different kinds of ways. So we thank you for for being a follower of uh, the Good Guys Talk Back uh, podcast. We're fan centric. We're blue collar. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Good Guys TB. Um, we'll be back next week, I think. We I will. sure hope so. Uh, yeah, well, we're we're gonna need a lot. We're gonna need a report. Absolutely, from Soxfest. Yeah, and you'll so we'll and you'll get that. You'll get that. Uh, for Jeff Julian, uh, I'm Nick Morowski, and until next time. <laughs>